Welcome back, episode eight, and we are excited to have Walton Smith, the founder and CEO of Black Women Owned. Uh, I'm excited about this episode because I have known Walton uh, for many, many years. Uh, I would say somewhere in between, is it like 15, 20 years? I don't know. I don't know. The years are all blending in together, but I've known her for a very long time. And she is someone who you could consider to be a personal hype woman, but I have been able to witness uh, her from afar and up close. And she is an incredible leader. She's an incredible mother and partner, and uh, she cares deeply about black women. So I am thrilled that you all are going to be able to hear this conversation with her. And uh, I think that there's going to be plenty of gems for you to take away. Black women, this is for you. This is for you. Uh, this is the Black Stage. Okay, so we have Walton here uh, on the podcast today. She is the founder of Black Woman Owned, and I feel like this is a very much so a full circle moment. I have known her since she was a wee bitty little thing roaming uh, the, the the hallway uh, of my high school, and she has now, um, you know, just taken storm with centering Black women's voices, voices, uh, Black women's businesses, and she's building a platform that is gaining a lot of steam and attention. But before she became too big, I was like, let me get you on this podcast so you would, would before you play me to the left. Um, <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. You know, this this podcast uh, for season three um, is centering entrepreneurs. And, you know, I am just I've been seeing you do your thing. I'm seeing you on social media, you know, making a lot of noise and getting so much attention. And I was just like, I need to have her on this podcast and we need to talk about some things. And so, you know, I think, um, you know, what I, I was watching the BET Awards and they were saying that this is the year of the black woman. Um, and I was just like, I would say that every year is the year of the black woman because black women are always doing the thing. Right. They're always doing the thing. Um, but I, I really want before we kind of lean into your work and your day to day grind, I'm really fascinated with kind of like how this all kind of came about and how you kind of grew into like this founder, um, you know, representing representing the ladies out here. How did it get how did you get going? So I have always in this. I'm so blessed. I have always worked under a black woman like supervisor internship it just worked out that way for the like 90 percent of all my work experiences has been that so I, I feel blessed in knowing that this is like normal for me I was laid off of the end of 2018 I was in my maternity leave and they said your uh your role has been eliminated and I was like oh, okay um <laughs> that gives me enough time to do whatever I want now at this point so instead of going back to work my husband and I decided that I would stay home with our son until he was one. And it just like gave me time to look into things. And one day, and literally I say this every time I was reading something, I can't even tell you what that something is, but <laughs> I saw that there were over 2 million black women owned businesses. And I was just like, wow, I didn't know that. Also, where are they? Like, it was just so amazing to me, even someone who was work with black women my entire basically career in any aspect of my career. It just didn't occur to me that there were so many of us. So I was like, well, what can I do? I'm I'm a social media marketer. 
why don't I just put them on social media? Why don't I make a little social media community? And that's just how it started. I didn't think at first I was like, okay, we'll just do an Instagram and that'll be it. We'll just feature black women. And the mission now is a little bit different from what what it was then. I think it was just like at the time, just to give black women entrepreneurs community and visibility. And that was it. And now it has grown into very specific, give black women business owners visibility through social and digital media as a means to increase their annual revenue. And it's been almost, I guess, almost three years now. It's So that's how that started. It started as an Instagram page. And now we have like an online directory. It's crazy. So I want to kind of go back really quickly and peel peel an onion, if if, if we will. You're a graduate of a historically black college. Uh, you graduated from Morgan State University in Baltimore, Maryland, and <laughs> go Morgan State. Okay, go, go Morgan State. I, 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 I saw that. I saw that announcement of all that money that you all racked up. So you all are doing doing quite well over there. Amen. Um, yeah, amen. <laughs> um, how did that shape your understanding or your trajectory uh, to really like lean into yourself, your identity, and how did it shape your passion for kind of creating your your company? So I'm gonna go back uh, one more layer. I mm-hmm. started at Hampton, as you know. I know. Um, and that was a different HBCU experience when I got to, which prepared me for Morgan, essentially. When I got to Morgan, it was a little bit more hands off as far as like help. Um, so that was a place where I learned, go do it. You 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 want it done, then go do it. Go run for that office. Go make the request. Go write whatever it is. At Morgan, that really taught me to go after what it is I want because nobody was stopping me. And it wasn't like I was trying to do anything like, you know, terrible or breaking the law. But Morgan gave you the freedom to go after everything that you wanted. And I did that. Um, And that was very, very much uh, what I lean into every day. I I pretty I think I found who I was at Morgan. I was I don't want to say that I was quiet, but I think I I really honed in on my skills. I knew what I was good at. I, I understood that I was good at communication. I understood that I understood people. I get interpersonal skills and how I could use that and work to leverage different things for my career. Um, Morgan, Morgan just taught me to go. Like I just, that is the best thing that I can say about that place. I was there for a long time, but <laughs> <laughs> I did not have, you know, a normal trajectory. I, I was, I was there for a while, but <laughs> while I was there, it just really like, I went to California for an internship while I was at Morgan. That would have never crossed my mind. I feel like if I had not been there, like just to get up, literally pack a bag, had a birthday party the next day I was in California. Like it was just I could do it. That That's the best thing I can say about Morgan. And because of that, I just now feel like I could do anything. I may not be able to do it right away and I may not be able to do it all at the same time, but I could do it. So that's how. So, so I want to ask you a ridiculous question, Um, but you know, this is something that I know is going to be good for the listeners. Um, You know, why, why is it important to center black women businesses in this moment in time? I just don't think people understand that black women really make this world like run like, okay. I won't even say world. I'll say the United States black women down. I hate, I mean, I don't say that I hate to go this, but like down to slavery times, black women were nursing 
the white children, the slave masters, they were getting their sustenance from black women. And I just, I feel like that is how the world works, especially the United States. Now we do, we are the essential workers. We are the educators. We are the most educated. We, black women are in every social economic demographic that you have. And we work we do the work, we get things done and not always because we want to, but because we don't have the option. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to center black women owned businesses for our economy. Mm. Like if, if we are going to talk numbers, you get, first of all, black women can make something out of nothing. Give us something. It's millions and billions of dollars. And that's not even an exaggeration in the, um, what is it? Uh, the American Express uh, business report. It was just showing that if we invest in minority um, women owned businesses, we're putting billions of dollars back in our economy because we don't just employ ourselves. We employ other people when we have the opportunity. So if you would like this world to run a little bit better <laughs> uh, for people to have a little bit um, more and just more opportunities invest in black women owned businesses. Like that's just, for me is one plus one equals two. Um, a, you know, some people don't, they see it and they, you can, you can quantify, you can qualify it. Um, but then there are those who just say like, no, you know, they, they were, there is a refusal or a dismissal of the reality. Um, and, and when you, and I'm sure again, you probably work and have conversations with a lot of black female founders who are talking about their work and talking about their grind and talking about, you know, the things, right. Um, what are, what are some of the things that you're hearing from them? Are, are they tired? Are they, are they over it? Are they, are they trying, uh, other pathways for revenue? Um, what, what are you saying as you're growing your platform? It's all the things. So I get, I get stories of, you know, I had to leave corporate and start doing my own thing because it was just too much. I also get I'm in corporate and I'm doing my own thing. I make six figures at both. Um, The spectrum goes from zero to 100. Um, Ultimately, whatever, whenever I speak to a black woman, she's just trying to create an additional opportunity, whether that be for herself, her family or her community. Um, and it's, it's just been so interesting hearing the stories of how just like in a year, one woman started, she lost her job, mm-hmm. started creating, uh, bath and body products. And within a year has sold over 5,000 items across mm-hmm. the country. Wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> how it was, I've, I've heard like just miraculous stories, but also businesses who had to close down. Like I was unable to keep up. So now I've started this new thing and I hope that this works. Um, I think that that's something that we don't necessarily talk about a lot is failure uh, for black women, which is, I mean, we have to talk about it because it's the reality, but not many people want to even hear that story. Like I, I had this money and it didn't go well. So I had to shut it down. We hear white people, white men, especially in corporate, I had $5 billion and whoa, it didn't work out guys, but it's okay. Like black, there's not a lot of black women who can tell that story and still be invited in again, but it it ranges from everything's great to I'm just doing what I can to survive to I am thriving. There's no like one particular story that like is higher than the other. I've heard literally, I've heard everything. (laughs) I feel like I've heard everything. Really? 
Yeah. So we're, you know, still very much so in a global pandemic. Um, and in 2020, we found ourselves at the intersection of a global pandemic and a racial reckoning in this country mm-hmm. where, you know, globally um, it was it was talked about. But specifically in the United States, you know, we saw, you know, numerous uh, occasions of black uh, violence uh, that was happening um, against you know our community. How did that impact the the work um, how did it impact the passion and the drive um, to really kind of like move this initiative forward? It just took it up all the levels. I, um, my mother is very was very adamant about making sure we understood oh. what it was like for our family before us and whose shoulders we stood upon. So I've always been knowledgeable, but to be an adult and hear and experience the violence against black people is just like, it is very overwhelming for me. I have to, I literally had to just pour my anger sometimes into making sure that I got some work done for black women own because it, it, the anger can overcome you <laughs> and, and that can get in the way of the work. So I really like, I, it just be sometimes I'm just like, I'm, I'm putting in some people in the online directory and I'm just like upset. I am upset and then there's other days where i'm like you know what goldman sachs just invested 10 billion dollars or they're planning to invest 10 billion dollars into black women it's gonna be okay but also in the same breath like i've been having conversations more and more lately with people that are like we are our best allies we can sustain our own community if somebody wants to write a check that's great but if we can invest in each other that's just a whole nother level i think that's kind of what i've been doing lately too is um taking all that those feelings and emotions and putting them into new partnerships and, and new ways to enhance the, the business there's we just started doing corporate gifting i never never would have thought that an instagram page would have went to corporate gifting and black women owned gifts wouldn't have thought (laughs) so i think it's enhanced my creativity it's enhanced my passion it's helped me find other ways to do work it's been because of the black violence i guess black woman owned has also just been an outlet to not like tear up somebody else you know I'm telling you, I gotta pray some days. Like, girl, get it together. It's, it's all right. Gotta be fine. In complete do, honesty. Do you do you find yourself hopeful that you know there is going to be more of like a, a focus on black women-owned businesses, and that maybe one day um, there won't be a need for black women-owned because everything will be black women owned or, you know, everyone will be focusing on black women. You, I see your face. You're like, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. Um, <laughs> well, but what are your, what are your thoughts? I don't know that. I don't think that there will ever, that we will ever not need black women owned. Um, it's just not enough centering for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I am hopeful that there will be more centering, but I think I'm more hopeful in, us doing the centering like i'm i i I understand how corporate you know corporations work and businesses work and i i do think that they're getting a grasp but it's just not fast enough for me one you know i hope my son or any of my children after that will experience a world that doesn't need black women own i don't see it right now Mm -hmm. 
and I hope that he gets to see it. <laughs> um, and maybe in I mean, 20 you're, years. You're, you're, I mean, you're doing the work so that he can see it. Yeah, that I mean, that's the point. The for for my whoever is becoming behind us, even if I don't see it. And I, it's sad that I don't have the hope that, you know, we won't need black women on one day. But I have the hope that my son will not need that. Talk to me about so, talk to me about some black women in your life or just black women figures who inspire you, you know, to do this work. Oh, my goodness. So many. So. One of, well, first, I have a lion sister who employed me when I was Hello. in college. Hello. Uh, <laughs> she had her own. Listen, she got me several jobs. Her name is Rashida Ford. She's a principal now in Baltimore. But she was, outside of like my mother and some of my aunts, she was kind of the first Black woman that was in my age group that I saw could, could make an impact. It, you don't have to be, you know, in your 40s or 30s, she was 20 years old um, working at the Children's Defense Fund. And I mean, I got a job there, too, because of her. So she's definitely Rashida Ford in in Baltimore. She's a a principal now. Um, And then I have a mentor. Most of these women are Deltas also. Um, (laughs) Just just to be honest, a woman named um, Mia, Mia Davis, who employed me when I was in college, just off the strengths of seeing some things that I've done at school. And ever since then, she's been like my work mom where I go to her. There's like, you know, some corporate things, or if I just need advice, she's helped me see that I can run businesses. I could be a mom. I could be a wife. Like I can balance all the. Well, I won't say balance. There could be harmony within all the things. Um, And then there's a woman who I interned for a very short time. Her name is Bessie Dona. And forgive me if I'm saying your name wrong, but she works at Instagram and she has been like leveling up the way that they interact with creators um, mm. and and just like diversifying the people that they work with. And she's also she's not 40. She's not 35. She's like she's within my age group. And she just like has really been showing me you can also be corporate and still make a difference. You don't have to go off and do this own thing. Um, and entrepreneurship, that's not the only way to make a difference and a change in, in, you know, in doing work like this. And then one last person, I guess it's a group of women, but um, Safira Martin, she is one of the co-hosts of um, Black Girl Podcast. And she used to have, yeah, Safira. Oh, man. I, I know Black Girl Podcast. Listen, Safira has gone from working at the radio Emmys to just recently putting on a whole Juneteenth celebration in Queens. And I was just like, I, I admire so much what you do so much that you embody. And I got to drop a few other names too. So my friend Toya, she's a publicist. We went to school together and she's a working mom and literally she just gets it done. Like anything for her clients, she gets it done and and she works with mostly black women or are black artists. And they've all been examples of how like I can, whatever, wherever I am in whatever capacity that I'm working in, I can do it. Like these women do it. They don't necessarily do it easily. They make it known. They're transparent about, you know, certain things that occur, but they still keep moving. And that's, that's always 
going to be an inspiration for me. And those are the women that I'm doing the work for. So eventually there's however many women come across this online directory, they can go from zero to 100. That's the goal to help them get the women that I see. I, I would love to help these other women get to these places as well through our directory, through programming, through partnerships. You know, when I hear you, I think of the, uh, the Maya Angela quote, I come as one, but I stand as 10,000. Listen, it's like you don't you don't feel alone when you're when you're doing the work, you know, and I think that that's the great thing about like your work is that it's collective. You know, you are not only just you know, it's not just you. It is you as a collective with so many black women who are doing incredible work and amplifying their voices and amplifying their businesses uh, and getting them paid, you know, and I, and I think that that's 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 incredible. That's incredible. Get them paid. I see you getting them, get them paid. And you, you have anything to say about that? That is, listen, when I, okay, and this is how our mission completely changed. I I do remember reading this. This is, um again, the American Express, the um, State of the Businesswoman Report. In 2019, Black women firms made an average of $24,000, while other women-owned businesses made an average of $142,000 a year. That, I could cry every time (laughs) I say that because the the vast difference in $24,000 and $142,000, and Black women are the most, the highest uh, group of of women business owners creating businesses, but yet we can only make $24,000 on average a year? No, no, absolutely not. So that's why Black Women Own is focused on increasing annual revenue. This is about the money. And I know capitalism is not the answer, but money would make a lot of other people's lives better. It would increase their quality of life and allow them to open more doors. Because at the end of the day, I mean, black women open a lot of doors when we have businesses, when we when we are able to walk in our full purpose and do the things that we have been called to do. I know so many women who have kept that door open and have been like, OK, come on, come, come through. Let's get it. So it's about the money. <laughs> I I need us. And so many people are afraid to say that sometimes I've realized that it's like people don't want to say, oh, it's about the money or, you know, I'm doing it because it's my passion and money doesn't matter. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't say that. Mm -mm. (laughs) I don't got no, not a shy bone here. Do you have millions? Okay. (laughs) Do you want to don't? Okay. Is there a grant? Okay. Is it free? Okay. (laughs) Because that is that is where I am. If you are not. And it's interesting because I've been approached by a few businesses who are able to place the women in our community in in like retail and just other opportunities. But I always ask, how are you going to help them stay there? What is the trajectory from getting in to scaling? Because, I mean, it's great to have these opportunities. It's great to be in Target. It's great to be in Trader Joe's. But if the person does not understand that they have to do all the marketing to make sure that people actually go to Trader Joe's at all the locations so that their their stuff can be purchased, we have a problem. So about the money and about the education. So I don't I don't want anybody coming to Black Women Own like I can do this for the community. But can you educate and can you help them scale? 
when you when you have conversations with young black women, particularly young black women who are college in college or like, you know, around college age, what's your advice to them um, about whether it be starting their own businesses or entering the workforce in a time that is very um, confusing? Uh, what's your advice for them? I'm I'm a spiritual person, so I would. I, I'm gonna be. I mean, I'm okay. I'm gonna be real plain. I know Jesus. Okay, I'm gonna be specific. Um, my mom would be like, "Girl, you didn't say Jesus." Um, so anyway, <laughs> I I would suggest staying strong to whatever whatever faith base that they have, because this world will give you visions of what they think you are. People will tell you what they think you are, but if you don't know on the inside whose you are and who you are, it's gonna disrupt everything that you're doing. And then after you have that that stronghold of who you are, it's really like sticking to your guns. And that is easier said than done, especially when you're in college or you're just entering the workforce. When I was first entering the workforce, I didn't, well, I didn't really feel like I could say certain things because it'll just be the black girl being upset, black girl being angry. So finding the way to say what you need to say without getting fired or getting reprimanded and it's just so I don't I hate that I even have to say that it shouldn't be that way because if this person can act crazy I'm not gonna act crazy you just might not like what I'm saying mm-hmm. find whoever it is that you are stay true to that hold on to that and then find a way to communicate what it is that you need what it is that needs to change and then also ask like how you can do better I wish I would have kind of taken a, a I wouldn't say taking away the sass when I first entered the workforce, but I was like, I don't like the way you're talking to me. So that's not going to work. And, you know, I could have said that in a better way. And I could have said it in a way that didn't get me leaving the company. So that's, that's my advice. Um, But never, never to like censor your feelings, just there's always a way to communicate. Um, and then finding the best way to communicate that will allow you to do the work that you're doing and still feel, you know, full. When you think about legacy, um, whether that be legacy of you, legacy of uh, black woman owned, um, what does that what does that look like? Um, it has something to do with money. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> it, I'm serious. It looks. I like, know you are. <laughs> you know, you know that. Um, I don't know if you've seen it circulating. There is a like a graph of Issa Rae's all of the work that she has done, all the businesses that she's built. And there's a larger graph of Walt Disney and all of those things. But when I see like the legacy of Black Women Own, I see that Black Women Own is the foundation with several hundreds of other business attached to it that also give extra annual revenue to Black Women Owned businesses or Black women entrepreneurs. I, I feel like God gave me this vision a long time ago and I'm just like, I'm working in it. Like I... I literally see black women on as a household name that actually makes the money and gives it, you know, I'm gonna keep my part. Don't get me wrong. This is not, (laughs) this is not that kind of a story, but I see us utilizing our funds in a way that helps generations. So I I plan for black women owned to be a generational company. My son, my grandchildren, my great grandchildren, this is Johnson and Johnson. You know, this is like, this is not something that's going away. <laughs> We're going to be here forever. And even if it's to the point where we don't need an online directory, there will be businesses built upon businesses with Black women that are fruitful and profitable for the people who work with us. Mm. Well, on that note, I have nothing else to ask. <laughs>
thank you for that question. Thank you. I never got that. Man, man, you know, we we try we try to you know keep it keep it good here at Blackstage. So you know, got to give you the good questions. Well, look, I'm so proud of you. Uh, congratulations on all of the success that you have had and all the success that you will have. I'm watching, and, and I can't wait um, for more Black women to to be highlighted and and to be able to grow because of your platform. So, bravo! Round of applause, Watt. And, uh, and this is the Black Stage. <laughs>